You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hello and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by the Executive Director, Mr. Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? I'm doing great, Alan. I hope everybody out there is doing well, enjoying some of this nice fall weather. It hasn't been bad. It's been, been bad. I think fairly as warm. this comes out, uh, time is going to change on us. It's going to get a little darker a little sooner in the evening. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. That's no good. You just wrapped up a board meeting, is that correct? Yeah, we just finished up our fall SCGA board meeting. Uh, had had some had a good attendance, had a good, good few hours of education and, and getting some things done, growing the game. That's what we were doing. We're growing the game, so we continue on. Yep. Speaking of, you, uh, what we got going on here results-wise? Well, since the last time you and I got together, A, it has been a whirlwind. Um, we had the Super Senior Championship out at Florence Country Club on the 18th and 19th of October. Um, one of my great friends, Mr. Mr. Tim Teaster uh, from Casey, South Carolina. Uh, Tim shot, or for, in fact, Tim Tim shot 77 on the first round and uh, got put in the first flight, which is rare. Yeah, uh, and comes back the next day and shoots 67 to win the whole championship out of the first flight, which we have a championship first and second flight. And kudos, don't get me wrong, kudos to Mr. Teaster. But I felt bad for it. Wally Odeon, your defending champion, yep. and member here at the ccc uh probably thought he had it won yeah i think he did i think he thought he had it won um but he got cut by one when it was all said and done i think he actually might even bogey the last hole i think he did say to, that yeah to, to get yeah that situation so but good for tim he, he played solid he played really good and uh it was fun in fact i i i don't even really have it on my list but we had a 40 plus not long after that and he won the senior division in the 40 plus so he's playing that. good right now over at camden yeah um but that uh, – so we did that on the 18th and 19th. And then that, that weekend, we had a, a big weekend. We had we had our juniors were up at the Spark, Country Club of Spartanburg for the Bobby Chapman Junior Invitational. Uh, had 66 kids, boys playing in that from all over the country. Yeah, it's a pretty um, stout field yeah, there. really stout field. And uh, we had a, had, a, had a great event, the greens. The golf course was as good as I've seen them, the greens. The superintendent told me the greens were rolling a 14.2 the morning of the first round. Ow. I asked him to stop there. Yeah. I don't know if you can get much faster than that. But, anyhow, these kids handle it. Uh, we had a young man out of Marvin, North Carolina, Mr. Will Hartman, shot three rounds of 64-70-70 for a three-shot victory over a South Carolina boy, Mr. William Jennings from Greenville, South Carolina. Wire-to-wire winner, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. Well, you start with 64. You know, you yeah. get you a little cushion yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, so. Yeah. But uh, they played good. Another another great event up there at Spartanburg. They do such a good job. That committee up there and Doug Smith and all his volunteers and, and, and people that are part of that committee, just they, they make it easy on us, and, and it's, it's an, always a good weekend. Yep. Uh, while that was going on, we also had our mixed team championship going happening down at Mount Vintage, down in North Augusta. Mr. David Ushery is the GM and head professional. Oh, yeah, 27-hole facility. 27-hole facility. Um, had a, had a great weather weekend and, and a couple new names that, that won uh, in the regular division, Catherine Sheely and Freddie Henriquez from Blythewood, right here in Blythewood area won. Catherine's been on a roll. She qualified for some USGA stuff recently. Yep. And see, this is a tough format because, you know, the first day we play a better ball. Yep. Uh, and they shot 69 in the better ball. And then the second day is a select drive alternate shot. Man. 
and they still managed to shoot them a little 73 with that format. That's a, and that's a tough format. At, at Mount Vintage as well. Yep, yep. So they they won the regular division with a 142, and then locally here as well uh, in the senior division, Mr. Rich Holton and Jeannie Atkinson shot 70-74 for a 144 total and victory in the senior division of the mixed team championship. And this this championship is one we do in conjunction with the Women's South Carolina Golf Association. So uh clarissa and some of her folks were there and I, we had our folks there and so it's, a, it's a, always a good weekend to get everybody together and, and and show some unity in that that event nice um the divorce open right the divorce open yeah it's uh and it's called that for a reason it can get it can get a little combative out there right um so we uh we came back the next weekend and had our fall challenge which we used to always do all together at Sherall state park but yeah. now we busted it up and the boys are at Sherall State Park, and we got the girls down there at uh, the links at Stony Point. And you do that too, so you can accommodate so many. Yeah, we try to get as try to get as many in there as we can. When we have them all together, you know, we we use little mores across the street for a while, but I think yeah. they had some some things going on. So so we split it up, and it's been good. It worked out well. And uh, with the boys, gosh, dog, this Andrew Gregory um, shot a, two rounds of 71-66 for an eight-shot victory. Wow. Um, had five other boys tied at second place. So he, uh, he kind of lapped the field and at, up there at Sherall State Park. And then, uh, over at the links at Stony Point, Miss Olivia Roberts, I think you know her sister yeah. very well. Yep, Sydney. Going to Clemson. Um, 74-73 for Olivia for 147 and a three-shot victory over Claire Green. That's a big, big win for yep. Olivia. Congratulations. Yep. She played really good. So, it was good to get those those girls and boys out there playing a little bit of golf. And, uh, again, you know, October just stays busy for us. And we move right on into November. This As this comes out, we just finished up our, our Carolina's Net Amateur event over at Blackmore at Myrtle Beach. We do that in conjunction with the Carolina's Golf Association. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Maloney and uh, uh, the CGA staff will be over there working on that this weekend. And then also this weekend – this is a reschedule. You know, we got hurricaned out of our Rick Veith Jr. four ball, supposed to be at the fort yep. in 96. Well, that's happening this weekend. So we're we're looking forward to getting that event in and I Michael know, McKee and the player series well, going on. They uh, should have good weather, and I know they're looking forward to hosting too. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's excited about this 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 coming together. Uh, and then don't forget now, today, this comes out today, it's Monday, November the 7th, when this comes out. Tomorrow, November the 8th, is Election Day. hey I think everybody needs to get out there and vote if Dude, you can. Yeah. So don't yep. forget to go vote. Um, then that weekend, the next, this upcoming weekend, the 12th and 13th of November, the juniors will again be at the uh, Players' Championship at Hartsville Country Club. What a great tournament. You got man. some time there at Hartsville for the Players' Championship, don't you? You know, I did think about if my schedule allowed, I was going to sneak on down there. Yeah, well, it's you know, the one thing I found out about Hartsville, I've only been there a couple times. One thing I yep. found about Hartsville, there ain't no easy way to get to Hartsville. Not really. You got to go through Bishopville. Yep, yeah, yep. Hang so, left. But they do such a good job, the Fry Guys and everything they put up together. I mean, oh. it's, a, it's a party. It's a great tournament. It's a great job. One of my favorites. Job. Um. And then the, the very next weekend, uh, our, our juniors, this player series is at it again. There will be at, they'll be at Southern Oaks for the for okay. the uh, November player series. So that, that's one place I never set foot on. Yeah, yep. you know that's where Mr. Wayne Myers up there shot. Oh, yeah. I think it was a was a fifty fifty seven, Mister fifty five or something. I like can't that. remember, but I've seen his bag. It was uh, it was low. Yeah, no, it, it was lower than fifty nine. Is he still the golf pro there? I don't he, believe so. Yeah. I don't believe so. Yeah. So yeah, we we are we are going strong, and don't forget you can keep up with all the juniors and the golf association events with your uh, 
my SCGA app for the yeah. SCGA events. And then, you know, the Junior Golf Association has their own app as well. You can just go search uh, SCJGA and it's uh, the, the uh, app for, for scoring and what have you for tournaments and everything they've got. Yeah, and, and unfortunately I don't need that app. I don't have anybody competing. I just use the my SCGA app for good. the time being. Yep. So. Well, that's the way to go. So uh, we hope everybody has a, has, has a good time. And we've got, we've got a really special guest on this episode. I'm excited about this one. This is our, our first real employee Yep, and a man who some people might not get to hear speak all the time. Well, he's not a big talker. I know. You, know, you and I like to talk a little bit. He's not a big talker, but he did a great job. Mr. Justin Fleming, who's we're talking about, our senior director with our Junior Golf Association, and Alan and I got to sit down with him for about an hour or so the other day and really get to talk about uh, Junior Golf Association and what all's happening and, and uh, what, what opportunities are available out there for your young junior. So we, uh, we hope you enjoy the listen and, and hope to see you on the golf course soon. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. I think we're lucky to be joined by Mr. Justin Fleming. Justin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. My man took the reins from Chris Miller and has not looked back. Yep. This is a. Uh, it's pretty cool. This is our first employee uh, guest. It really on is the podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, it is. So Justin Fleming been, been with us for twenty years. As of June, this past June, it was twenty years. Yeah. It's a long time. It's a long time. And I'm just going to get this out of the way. I you will hear me refer to him as Juice at some point in time. I was going to say your good friends call you Juice, correct? Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> it's a it's an inside office thing, yeah. but uh, it, it, his nickname around here is Juice, and uh, it's just going to come out. And I apologize now, but that's what it it's is. It's just natural. It really, it is. really is. So, how did you get started in golf? Your so first introduction. My first introduction to golf was by an uncle in Charleston who was a big golfer down there. Loved to play golf, and I think that was around ten, twelve years old. Really. Do you remember where you went? Um, actually, it was probably at the Ware Shoals Golf Course. Okay, up he in was Greenwood. originally from Ware Shoals, and I think like a Christmas oh, or Thanksgiving get together, somebody brought their golf clubs out, and yeah. that was probably the first time I held a golf club. Ten to twelve years old, and but I was a baseball player, so it didn't really didn't really stick. <laughs> but you ended up, you obviously played high school golf, didn't you? I did. Uh, I I think he gave me some golf clubs, and I lived out in the country, so like I tried to hit a golf ball, and because I played baseball, I couldn't make contact, and so they went into the closet. Yeah. And then for some reason, like two years later, a couple of friends of mine told me they played golf, and so I went out and I made contact with a five iron, and I remember thinking, I've never hit a baseball that far, and I was hooked. <laughs> so That's I think thirteen good. or fourteen is when I really started playing. Did started. you quit? Did you quit baseball then? I did. So you went full. You went all in. Yeah. And where was it? Still where Shoals? Well, I lived in Abbeville. It was, okay. Um, so yeah, I lived in Abbeville, and anybody that knows anything about Abbeville, the closest golf course is like twenty minutes away. And gotcha. Not growing up in a golfing family, I had to rely on friends 
to get to the golf course. So like Did it wasn't really? like I grew up at the club. You know? <laughs> Did you play? You played for the high school team? Yeah. Starting in eighth grade, seventh back, grade, seventh grade. Yeah. And then obviously played. Did you do any SCJGA stuff? During that tenure? Yeah, my first SCJGA event was a Piedmont chapter event at um, Starfort. And Tommy's running it back Tommy then? Tommy Finley ran it, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Did you ever make All-Stars? Um, I don't think I ever made All-Stars. Um, play a full season and not make it or just didn't play Yeah, I played. I mean, I didn't play a lot of tournament golf. I, I played with my buddies. I was one of these kids that played on the high school team and would do the little local chapter, but I think I tried the – I tried qualifying for like the Optimist uh, tournament. There used to be a qualifier for that, yep. and I played at Lexington once or twice. And then as I became older, like when I could drive myself to places, I played in like the first <laughs> fall challenge and oh really stuff I, like that. Yeah. I do remember seeing your name back in some early stuff. Well, that, that's kind of cool that you, you you've experienced some of these events that you are now in charge of. Yeah. I mean that's a that's full it's circle. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's full circle right there. Yeah. The um. The did you ever get instruction? Because you got you have a good golf swing. Um, not really. I grew up at a little <laughs> nine hole golf course, and a lot of the guys out there would help me and give me tips here and there. Right. Casey Smith was one of them, and if you've ever seen his golf, oh swing, yeah. Um, well, see, but Tom, I never really got a real like lessons. Tommy Penley would help me here and there, but well, I was thinking Tommy two gloves is the type of swing you end up with when a lot of people give you advice. But you have a solid golf swing, so yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> And where'd you play college golf? Southern Westland. Okay. I really probably wasn't shouldn't have played college golf because I didn't really have the game, but I was just in my head wanted to do it, and so I got an opportunity to go there and went with a high school teammate of mine, and that's cool. Fun. Did you play all four years? Yeah. The uh, story I walk away with, I want you to tell it, <laughs> is the year you got to play at the Colonial Pro Am with VJ Singh. Okay. And I know, according to Justin, he wasn't. The first, second, third, fourth player couldn't go. That's why yeah. you ended up going, supposedly. But Yeah, so I think it was my junior year, or after my sophomore year, so my junior summer, I guess, one of these alumni from our school, the Alumni Association had found him. He he went to this Southern Wesleyan when it was a high school, like you send your kids off to go to high school. And so he had spent some time there as a kid and had gone off to Fort Worth, Texas and made a fortune in the insurance business, and they found him. And he was one of the big sponsors of the Colonial, and he, when they found him, he loved the game of golf, and he was like, look, I want to – whatever the golf team needs, I'm going to pay for it. So we got all new bags, all new shirts. We got decked out, <laughs> yeah. you know. And then he said, I want your number one player to come play in my pro-am spot at the Colonial. And so – our one and two guys were brothers from England and they were going home. And so I happened to be the third one and I had never flown or anything. And I was yeah. just like, I'm going, I wanted to go. <laughs> I mean, like I thought it was going to be cool and it was, it was a good time. How was VJ? He was good. Yeah. Was, he, was he good that day? Yeah. I mean, VJ back, he had just won like the PGA championship or something the year prior. And when I was when I got picked up at the airport, I was curious. I didn't know who I was playing with, and so I was like, "Who am I playing with?" And I thought they said Sink. And at the time, Stuart Sink, I was like, "That's cool." Yeah. But Sink, he had just won a major. When I found that out, I was like, "Dang," <laughs> you know. And he was kind of a standoffish guy that practiced all the time, from what you could tell. But he was really cool that day. He talked to me like we were best friends the whole day. You he got really a picture was. of the two of y'all in your office, don't you? Yeah. The thing that I always remember from that story is that you <clears> shot. 35 or 34 on the front nine is that yeah. correct <laughs> and the spectator walks up and 
at the turn because I've been watching you. You're going to be out here one day. Oh wow! You're going. You beat VJ, I think, on the front. Well, we had tied on the front nine, and yeah, yeah. that happened. And I think I shot 47 <laughs> <laughs> after that. Kind of uh, so I got him at the turn. I got him thinking. Right, I got ruined his pro career. <laughs> um, all right, so should we start? Where should we start with the junior golf? Well, I think you know, coming out of college, what did you do out of college when you finished college? Oh, yeah. You come straight here. Pretty much. I'd, it was June, obviously, when I started here, and I had just graduated college, and I was down in Charleston with that uncle who started me playing golf. You worked um, at the Muni, too, didn't you? No, I would play at the Muni a lot. Okay. So my uncle was uh, – he would wholesale cars. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would work like two days a week and play golf the rest of the week. And we lived <laughs> right there off Maybank Highway. Why did you come here after having a job like that? That sounds uh, awesome. It was fun, but I was – it was also kind of boring, to right. be honest with you. Um, and I don't even know. Chris Miller called me about this job. I think Tommy Penley had said something to him because y'all had a girl. I can't remember her last name, Jennifer. Yep. That was working yep. here, and I'm she was Jennifer. getting ready to go home to Nebraska. <laughs> that was just the most random thing in the world that he called me about this job. And brought you in was and, and I and I I was here during that time, but I was on the SCGA side of things, and it was – I had no clue what was kind of going on with Where Chris were you, and, slope and rating at that time? Uh, you know, I've done it all. I started with the juniors, and I went into slope and rating. And, yeah, I was probably sloping and rating then, and then Before went to tournament, tournament yeah. season. I, I think the next year after Justin came in here, I started running the tournaments in yeah. 2003, I reckon. Um, yeah. So, I – so what, what was your responsibility when you came here? So, I was basically Chris's assistant, like – you know, they were, I don't even remember what my title was, um, and I had never thought once about being in tournament operations. So I didn't. Back then, we didn't do the amount of stuff we do now. So there was a lot right. of downtime, and I can remember coming in here. Obviously, we started in June. One of the funniest things was the state junior was at Columbia Country Club, and I played when I played golf. I walked all the time. I never rode in a golf cart. And so playing or working at the state junior and then having the U.S. junior at Columbia Country Club, that qualifier all in one week, I had never rode in a golf cart so much in my life. <laughs> that was the last thing I wanted to do was get in a golf cart and ride around again. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just ran tournaments, and I just I just remember back then everything was printed, so I remember a lot of bulk mails. We would send out applications via mail. I just remember doing a lot of – Folding and yep. taping yep. Well, back then. We did a lot of that back in the day. Still do some today. We're going to get to – I want to later on get to the differences between how you operate today and how it operated back then. But So just you and Chris Miller? Mm-hmm. What car? Do you remember what car Chris owned at that time? Oh, my time? gosh. He's had, 12, he's had uh, 17 I since then. I could not then. tell you. I have no clue. I think he drove a green 4Runner when I first started ah, here. That's the one. That's right. That would be right. He and I went nose to nose with my Nissan truck one time. We, we pushed each other in the parking lot to see how it would happen. The tug of war type. Thing? Yeah, he won. Yeah, he, he won. won. So y'all burned up the road together for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that was two thousand three. That was two thousand two. Is when we when I started. Yeah. Okay. Um, All stars back then was one location, Santee. Santee. Yeah. Hottest with, tournament in the world. With every chapter. Every there. chapter. It seemed like there were three hundred kids. It was one of the longest days I can remember. I think it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And did you help break that up by chance? Yeah, I think actually the weather ended up being the reason we Necessity. did that. Because we had a couple years in a row where weather just killed us, and there's you couldn't have much of a delay with that many kids and finish right. the tournament, and it was like, all right, it's time to separate. North, south. And, and again, we'll get to later, but you've implemented a lot of ideas and 
structure that I, I think is great for the organization since you've taken over the – Well, just a quick time frame because, I mean, you came in as Chris's assistant, and then during the course of that time, uh, Alan came on board 06. in 06. Yeah. So it was the three of y'all for a while, right? And then yeah. uh, that's when Alan moved on and, and started 421 Media. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking it was fall of 18 – when we rolled you into the director role, I believe that's correct. So that's when you went from your duties as whatever you're doing with Chris, and Chris moved on, and you took over that position at that time. So that's kind of a quick time frame of where we were, it where really, we are. It was the summer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was summer. I, it's Stop. kind of full circle. We were at the state junior at Columbia Country Club. I think Trent Phillips yeah, won that year. Trent and I can remember win. Chris coming to me and saying, man, I think my time's up here. Yeah. And yeah, wanted to switch roles, which we did for a little bit, and then. So I guess that's yeah. what it was. Y'all switched roles. He stayed on. That's right. Working under Justin for yeah. five or six months, and that's when we finally made the final switch. When Chris moved on and yeah. went and sold boats or something. But even prior to that, you were very adamant about getting these chapter programs, kind of of a business model, or more in line, more uh, branded, and and they were also unique and different from each other. But blue golf was a big thing. And it wasn't an easy thing for you to do. It was a lot of work on your end. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, – so what happened is – this is a long story. I'll try to make it as quick as possible. But We got time. It was Chris yeah. and I, and then we <laughs> hired a guy. Um, Woody Balk-Galvis came on board, and he was hired to do, like, youth development. He was a teaching pro, and he was going to come in and try to – Little Legends. Stir up the next crew of junior golfers through Little Legends. And when he left, we couldn't just abandon the program. So were you here then, or did you get hired at that point? I can't remember. No, I hired after Woody. I did an interview with Woody for the Little Legends director position at Lizard's <laughs> Thicket, but you were in that role when I got here. Yeah, so I think what happened is there was no way we could do all that. So you were hired, and you kind of became Chris's assistant, I think. I was really both assistants. Turn. I was, quote-unquote, tournament assistant. Tournament assistant, yeah. overall. Well, during that time, what happened is – I would do little legends and then that morphed into, I was teaching golf in schools and that became kind of a full-time thing. Yeah. And so I kind of would get away from the tournaments except for the big ones, the state junior, maybe the blade. Right. Um, and then as I got more involved with the chapters, cause the chapter came under that, I just, I had a hard time. I think the beauty of the chapter, the reason it's as strong as it is, is cause everybody was able to do what they did in their community because yeah. it's so, it is different. Charleston's it, different than Greenwood. Right. But it, I couldn't get through my head why it was so different. Because when you go to McDonald's, you don't get a burger and fries in Greenwood and a burger <laughs> and chicken fingers in yeah. Charleston. So I wanted it to all be the same. And so that's why Blue Golf, the registration process, what it looked like to the consumer slash member, I just wanted it to be the same. And yeah. we're still working on it. <laughs> well, and, and Blue Golf brings its own features that the kids enjoy as yeah. far as stat tracking and upload your photo you know but yeah i mean it allowed people to go online which we were kind of moving to anyway to register instead of sending in a check and a paper application golly i hated that process yeah. when we had to download them every day oh yeah i mean it from was... what had registered before you know the day before yeah let's talk about that real quick though yeah. <laughs> a post-tournament wrap-up then versus now 
you're still writing a story. You're not faxing anything. You're not answering. Well, the phone. I don't even. I mean, we've got a marketing director that writes that now, so True. I don't even. That's one thing. I hated writing those releases. That was right. not a strength of mine. Well, so. it's it's not even a, a, even if you had a strength of it, it's the fact that you have to do it over and over and over again. If that's not your forte of writing, right? Uh, you know, I always felt like I was writing the same thing over and over again with different names. Yeah, different names, different scores. But but to your point, Alan, I am talking for Justin because we were in the same boat. I I remember. Those days of faxing, yeah, you get done. You, you type it up, you print it out, and you went to the fax machine and you punched that number in. You know, however many different places and, right. and wanted to go. Email changed the world on that. Well, when I first started, and even my first players' championship in Hartsville, we got pairing day two pairings out. Miller and I had to run them all around to the hotel. It's funny you say that because we were just talking about that at a tournament here recently with our guys now that I call new guys. But like everything's so different. Yeah. We would go, you know this, we would take those pairings to all the hotels. We would also take them to dinner with you because right. you would run into people wanting to know their tea time. <laughs> That's insane thinking back now because now when you finish a tournament, you asked, the pairings are emailed and texted. So they yeah. get it right there to their phone. Um, it's just crazy to think what we used I mean, to do. I, I remember the days of sitting in, the, like you said, the hotel thing and everything, but then the, ho- the actual, you would put your hotel number right. on a sheet to call, and I would sit there on the bed with that hotel phone just picking SCGA. it up saying, what's your name, what'd you shoot, what's yeah. your name, what'd you shoot, and tell you what, you, what your tea time is the next morning. Yeah. That is amazing. Um, back when I started, we were using Microsoft, what's it called? Access? Access. Access. Yeah. That was a beast of a program. Yeah, you had to know that, and Chris knew that really well. Yeah. I yeah. feel like he was the only one between us that could make that thing work. It's, it's amazing he side. knew that so well, really. But <laughs> I mean, we had access. But we we used it for both both organizations, and and access was it was a beast. And but you know, it was good. It served its purpose. Well, sure, but again, you had to know what you're doing. I, yeah. I had I had a lot of knowledge. Chris had more than me on it, and we between the two of us, we made it work for everyone. But it was uh, and that was custom built for y'all, wasn't it? Yeah, to an extent. To an extent, but then we went and. Played yeah. with it. We were we were, we knew enough to be dangerous with it. Tell tell us about Paul Ruyard and how he's been in your twenty year tenure. So Paul, I mean Paul was the director when I was a junior golfer, and honestly, Paul was a part of the Pee Wee. It was Paul and Chris. They were in the Pee Wee at Greenwood Country Club when I was working as a shop guy in college there. Wow! And that was really how I got hired. I think because they remember me from that. Um, but yeah, Paul. So when I came on, Chris was the tournament director or managing director, and Paul, I think, was on the junior committee back then yep. and stayed on it for a long time. But Paul was our IT guy and still kind of is to this day right. um, with a lot of our stuff. And so I think when Chris left, I felt guilty about a lot of the changes I was making, so I would run a lot of it by Paul. Right. Because he essentially, he, Chris, and Hap created all of this. Yeah, but Paul's definitely on the innovative side. Yes. You know, he doesn't mind stepping out of the comfort zone. And just to bring everybody up to date, the, the Junior Golf Association started in, in 1990, and, and Paul Ruyard was our first director. And we brought Chris on to work with Paul, and then Paul moved on to bigger and better things, and that's when Chris took over, and then now where we are with Justin, just to get tile that in with Paul and everything else we've got going on. So the chapters you've got – what I call buttoned up now, you know, they're in the console. They're still evolving though. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. ever, it? it's an ever moving project. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're, I think this year we're going to finally get to where the fees are the same across the board, which was some, that's a big hurdle yeah. compared to where we were even last year, but really 10 years ago. 
un- unthinkable 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, really. One of the things that's happened in the last year and a half or so after Justin, you know, since Justin's been on is we've we actually added a team member. So now with our Junior Golf Association, we've got we've got four total. We got Justin, uh, Michael McKee, Mark Elam and Garrett Glaze. That's right. And and Mark and Garrett work with Justin on the on the majors. And then Michael's position is more of a player development type role where he's uh, he's created he's working more with the player series and the chapter events and, and you know whatever else comes in there with with drive chip and putt or or whatever it might be but Michael's now focus is on these chapters and so he's actually going out and meeting with all gotcha. these folks good so it's really Justin's done a great job of bringing it all together it really and I'm not knocking anything but it's, it's turned more into a business I mean or, or a business For structure sure. you know before it was the good old boy system I think we did a great job. Yeah, doing what we did. Well, that, and it's just our biggest issue for, you know this, I mean, in your time here is is people don't like how confusing junior golf can be. Golly, I know. And it's super confusing because there's so many tours and events, and we had our own stuff going on, and people don't like when they don't get into tournaments. Right. And so those are the hardest an- calls to answer, and I feel like we're slowly getting to where we have an answer for, that's – a clear cut, a yeah. clear cut, yeah. black and white. Yeah, I agree. There were there were times where it was a little. Justin, tell us a little bit about sketchy. the process of a, a beginning golfer. Let's say at ten or whatever that starts might start in the chapter series, and then this new series we've got. Tell when we talk a lot about it, but then and moving on into the majors, kind of the, the the role that you would go through. Yeah. So when a when we get that phone call, hey, where does my child belong? It obviously comes down to age number one, experience, and are they ready to compete? And so we, obviously we don't do everything. <laughs> we rely heavily on uh, U.S. kids for that younger player. So when it's a kid that's 12 and under that wants to learn to compete but still needs mom and dad's help on the bag, we're going to send them to U.S. kids if there is one in their you know, hometown. But if not, the chapter program is going to be where they start. And I can remember, I'll always give him credit for this, but Matt Neesmith said this the best. When it comes to competing and getting started with tournaments, he said, you got to beat everybody in your community first. So that's the chapter program. You're right there. Columbia's got its own. Greenwood's got its own. And then once you beat everybody in your hometown, you can start playing against everybody else in the state. And that's when kids would graduate to, if they're good enough, they're going to go to all-stars from the chapter, but then they're going to compete in one days and then the player series because that's a statewide program. And then when you beat everybody there, go regionally. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of our majors for the most part because a lot of them are allowing kids from out of state now. So once you start winning on that player series, come on to the Beth Daniel and <laughs> the big ones. The big ones. Yeah, the Bobby Chapman. All right, well, give us – so now we're into that. To tell us about this player series because we're one year and we're, we're finishing up the first year of this player series. And it has been <clears> – <throat> It's been one of the best things I've been part of in my 25 years here. And I, I just give us a little bit more information on that, that, that series. So the the problem in, with a lot of golfers is a lot of junior golfers is finding a place for them all to play. And so, you know, the answer was always, all right, you didn't get in the Grant Bennett, so what am I doing now? Well, there's a hurricane event here. There's a, this event there. But, it, you know, we had an answer for them, but it wasn't our program. And I wanted something for our kids to play in that was an SCJGA program. So the player series is kind of like our Corn Ferry Tour for that player that doesn't get in the majors. Um, and it's not just – I mean, it is a place to play because they actually get to go out and compete. It's a two-day event. But they're going to get ranking points that's going to help them move up and play in our majors, you know, six months, eight months from now. 
But they also have their own ranking, just like the Corn Ferry Tour has its own money list. And we're giving out exemptions the year after based on where they finish there. So um, it's a way for them to kind of graduate up into the majors and have a place to play. I've seen it as a great opportunity to fill a gap when you have a 13- or 14-year-old kid come through and pick up the game, get really interested in the game, but it's got no background, got no history to, or, or points to get into these major events, and they're one of the 100, 150 kids we're having to turn around, turn away. So now this gives them an opportunity to compete, as Justin said, like the Corn Ferry Tour, yep. earn their own points, earn their own exemptions. Uh, and, it's just, and, and right now we're, doing, we're doing, trying to do at least one a month, a two-day event once a month. Um, but then a lot of these other – Smaller one-day events like our our, our, our uh, Thanksgiving Eve event yeah, and yeah. New Year's Eve Eve event and these one-day events that we do are, are rolling into that too with a different point system. So there's always been a there has been a way to progress. You can start with zero and you can get up the majors. You know mm-hmm. it might not happen overnight, but there's a path for that. Yeah, I mean because they're we're giving exemptions for year-long participation and um, high finishes, but also. We gave immediate exemptions. If you won one, we gave you exemptions into a couple of majors. So, I mean, there's there's an example right there. Of a, there's there's kids that probably would have never gotten to some of these tournaments that did because of this. So I think that's a good thing. Bringing up another name, and this before we were officially involved with the Sea Pines Junior Heritage, mm-hmm. Matt Neesmith got a uh, sponsor's exemption one year. And he, he shot the low round the first day, and you get a little crystal lighthouse statue and i said hey man when you win tomorrow you get the big one i want to keep the little one he ended up winning you know from a sponsored exemption he shouldn't have been there by the by the way the criteria was so right um that's a little special deal about but and your tournaments do still have sponsor exemptions don't they or club exemptions yeah well it depends on the event like it's it's club slash committee exemption so depending on the event and the type of event it is you know it's usually like a local exemption to a player to give them a chance right but a lot of times it's somebody maybe tied to the somebody on the committee or something like that yeah for each event so when we get through we get you know we start with the chapter program we run through the player series which has been so popular and we're going to continue on with it and we thank everybody that's participated in that this year uh we run into some of our majors, and and you know we've got some of our majors that have been around the fall challenge, the players championship, and and uh, but you know we we are also part of some of these bigger major events around our state, like the Sea Pines Junior Heritage, as you mentioned, and the Beth Daniel Junior, yeah. and the Bobby Chapman Invitational. Well, now the Jackie Siebel, the Jackie Siebel Junior Championship. I mean, it, and I, I will tell you this: I think this is what's impressive is you know in 2020 when. The pandemic hit, and we were all trying to figure out, everybody in the world was trying to figure out what in the world we were doing. And, and other organizations were, were cutting events, and, and some, some couldn't even play golf in some parts of the nation. We, we went on pretty much with our entire schedule that, that year and added two events. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we were the only organization that added two new events during Probably. 2020 COVID season, uh, the Orange Jacket and the uh, Upstate Junior. Mm-hmm. And um, – so, you know, and from there, the next year, we added the Jackie Sewell Jr. Mm-hmm. Championship. And, uh, you know, then this year we've added the Player Series. So, I mean, it's a, it's a we're running out of calendar. There's not enough days There's, left to run these events. We really are because, you know, these majors, most of them were two days. Uh, the yeah. State Junior was three days. Um, that was the only three-day, I believe. That was the only three-day event. When I, I was think. here. And then one, I think Beth Daniel was first, then Grant Bennett, then Blade. And it's just – then Bobby Chapman, I mean. Bobby Chapman, yeah. And I, if, what happens is 
and I people don't understand this that don't uh, friends of mine that don't run golf tournaments and don't understand golf and what we do when it was two days we would always go up Friday like we'd leave tomorrow for yeah. the fall challenge we'd set up we'd run a qualifier we had a really good team me you and Chris did oh, <laughs> but, I agree man. I agree I enjoyed all the time um, and we could get it all done in three days but when you take a tournament and make it three days and now we're putting up whole signs I mean it's like little mini tour events and sponsor rooms we're there for five days. Right. So, like, the summer, I definitely sleep in a hotel bed more than I do my own in the for summer. Because sure. it's just from town to town to town. I, I'll <laughs> tell you this, just from the aspect of what I see, because I, I see it all around here. But come come to second week of June when school's out, Justin and his crew are <laughs> gone. I mean, you, do, you don't know when. They, they basically come back in here, unload, reload, and go to the next event. Yeah. Oh, now, tell, explain to me this, or explain to us this. What the – what is the benefit of these three-day events? Is that for is that for point system point purposes? It's twofold. I think what happens with us is one, yes, points. If it's a three-day event, um, you can get Wagger ranking, which is World Golf ranking. So that's important to some of the elite players. Time out. You get World Golf rankings. The yeah. W A the junior. Okay, really. Yeah. Man. So that's one part of it, and then the other part is. Um, just after a competition, a three-round competition, the better player is going to stand out right. the more golf you play. Um, and I, then I do agree with that totally. Yeah, I've thought about taking the city tournament till two days, and I still we still might, but three days you do end up with a chance. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and then our a lot of these events aren't our events. So like the Beth Daniel Junior Isaiah, for example, we've been contracted out to run the Country Club of Charleston's event. Um, and so these every tournament is trying to take it up a notch every year. And there's only so much you can do with giveaways, which is a whole discussion. But um, you got a giant scoreboard you bring in every yeah, now and I then mean, too. So. You add a day to the tournament scoreboard, food, everything you can imagine. So like these tournament, and we're lucky to have these tournament directors like Randy Adams, who really take a lot of pride in their event, and they're just always stepping up. Every and there, year. you know, and there, we we talk about a main difference, Adam. When we were talking about earlier about faxing versus emailing and what have you now. I mean, we used to go to the golf tournament, and you 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 put your tee markers out, maybe, and that was it. Yeah. That was that was set up. You know, <laughs> you did whole locations and put you. Well, now we got banners, we got oh, feather yeah. banners, we got whole signs, and we got a trailer we haul around with us everywhere we go. I mean, it's a it's a whole nother ball game as far as as far as what we present, and 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 the reason we do it is, and I've always I never forget this was told to me that. You, know, you never know that one participant that's playing in that tournament. This might be their major. It this is. might be the biggest thing they ever play in, and we try to make as best we can as special a moment at every event we run. I'd, so I, it is their majors, and to your junior golfers, there are kids I still run across today, and I'll I'll say something about the blade, and they say, "Yeah, I never made the blade. I never got the blade, right. or I never got the Bobby Chapman." I just feel like everybody did, but yeah. they, it is tough and. And it is a big deal. We joked about it the other day. We were at, I can't remember what I think it was Bobby Chapman. This past weekend we were at the Bobby Chapman and uh you know, we got coolers on every other every tea box for water and they got snacks and they got all this stuff and I looked at somewhere I, I remember playing the junior championship at Lexington and when you made the turn, you went and found a garden hose hooked up to the clubhouse, and you sucked on it as hard as you could, and you went to the next hole. Now, now it's all out there for them. No, these events, the, the Bobby Chapman and the Blade especially, I always love those because there are snacks everywhere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, all right, let's look at this list here see what we got. So the caliber of players, do you – and this is a question we used to get a lot. Do you think the players were better back then than they are now? 
the Wesley Bryan to Lucas Glover. That's a tough one to answer because I think being – I mean, I've not been in my whole life, but I've been around junior golf from 13 on. There's players that come around like a Lucas Glover. And I remember seeing him – I mean, we were the same age. I remember the first time I saw him hit a golf shot, and I had never seen a kid hit a golf shot like that. And I knew instantly he'd be on the PGA Tour. Right. Just his raw power. But back then – you had Lucas and Kyle and a couple of others, and that was about it. Now there's like 20 of them. Yeah. And they may not be as good as like a Lucas or Wesley, There's, but there's a lot of really good players, and you just never know who's going to do like Ben Martin yeah. and show up his senior year right. and just light the world on fire, and now he's on tour, you know. We had our junior championship this past year at Florence Country Club, and I, I was standing on the practice putting green, and somebody came up to me, and they were, all the kids were out there putting and everything. He goes, well, who, who's the favorite? And I just kind of waved my hands. I said, e- every one of these kids can win this thing. <laughs> right. And sure enough, we that's kind of what happened with, yeah. uh, that, with our champion that year. I mean, we, he, wasn't, he wasn't up on the top of the list, but, boy, he went out there and took, took it out. Play good and I Florence. think that's the – I mean, our association kind of – like I said, back then you knew because you saw them every week. But now there's so much to do. The better players kind of go on to that national level, like a Jonathan Grizz or even not just him, but, like, man, there's so many good – like Rowan, Sullivan down yeah. in Charleston, um, Major League. It's so deep that there's only so many places for the really good ones to go. So you never know when a kid might show up from Wofford and make it on tour. You and, know? you know, at the same time, you talk to Wesley Bryan to this day. Right. He'll tell you – he never left the state. He didn't have to. The competition was so good, and yep. the events were so good here in South Carolina that there was no need to go to that national level. Right. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we, it, it, you want to have some of those that are going to make that move and, and try to do that. But uh, Justin and his team have done such a great job of, of building the competition up. It's, it's pretty incredible. So I don't think Wesley – or I was going to say, I'm just going to use Lucas. I don't think Lucas would run around with a Paul Woodbury and a trainer, physical trainer. Right. You know, these. I feel like these kids do have more access, yeah. or some of them do that type of stuff, like the tour players do, mm-hmm. to where the younger guys. I think they think differently too. The the, the mind, too. the mind process for. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget being with Tip Price at Tradition Club. Uh, he was playing off for the Georgia Second team matches, and I was I was watching and helping. And he hit a ball over the green, and we went back to look for his ball. We didn't have a clue where his ball was. As we're passing the green, he's reading the green and whatever else. I'm thinking, man, this kid's like, I think he was 14 at the time. Yeah. That didn't cross my mind. I'm no. just trying to make contact. <laughs> or find it first. Right. But, yeah. That's, I mean, so real no answer to that. We don't know if they're better or not. No, I don't. I think one answer for sure is there's more better players. Okay. There's more, like, back then there was probably three or four guys that were going to win right. the junior or whatever, even the state am, for example. But now you just never know, like Biff said, you never know because there's there's 25 kids out there that can that can shoot the same score. It's just a matter of who's going to do it that week, in my opinion. Totally, I agree. It's whoever's weak. It, yeah, it I'll tell you from the SCGA level, you know, you go to the amateur championship. I mean, the 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 number of under 20s playing in that thing is incredible. Yeah. Jonathan Grizz won it two yeah. years ago. Uh, you know, youngest 16 champion, years old, right. youngest champion ever. Right. Um, but you got you got Zach Adams who just won it, and he, he just he just finished his tour with the Junior yep. Golf Association. I mean, it's it's incredible how good yeah. these kids are. Yeah, I was always wanting a junior to win it during my tenure working here. It never happened, but maybe these kids are making up for it now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what about some things you do outside of running golf tournaments? Because it's not easy. This isn't going to be an easy question to answer. But I yeah. was thinking about 
a 10:30 meeting on a Thursday at Rock Hill or a Chick Fil A with Jim Eskew back in the day. I mean, those are the little things that we did here and there so much. Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't. I saw that question. I was trying to think of how I was going to answer that. <laughs> um, you know, I think the this it all bleeds back into running junior golf tournaments. And I think back before I had this role, this director role, it was. I love these tournaments because I had my niche. I knew what I was doing. I knew my responsibilities, and I didn't have to deal with a lot of people. Yeah. And now I have to deal with everybody. Everybody. From, like, the parents of the kids that why didn't they get in or why can't they win or why haven't we heard from a coach yet to the tournament directors who were like, um this is who we're getting in and this is who's not. <laughs> right. And this is what we're going to give away. And it's just a lot that goes into these tournaments and a lot of people that pull it together. I mean, you got um, tournament giveaways. Like I said, that's become a big thing we've stepped up over the years. Biff can attest to yeah. that based on the budget. Yeah, based on the We spend a right. <laughs> fortune. But we raise – we the, these committees raise a lot of money for that. Um, so, I mean, I can remember, like – I, we're sitting in a meeting at Florence Country Club earlier this year talking about, all right, we need to raise X amount of money to make all this happen. Yeah. And we had raised about one-fifth of that. Mm. But you got to order this stuff now. <laughs> and it was so scary to come back and order that much stuff. And Yeah. Um, I know that's not really what you want, how you wanted me to answer it. Well, but. I think like last week I saw, or two weeks ago, a picture of all y'all down at the Governor's Mansion. Yeah, we did a celebration of golf two weeks ago and uh, you know had all the allied – folks and in, in, to the governor's mansion and and henry mcmaster and Dwayne parish and and some other steve wilmot was there and um you know it was a, just a great day to celebrate golf and i wanted justin to be there for the junior golf side of things yeah. and uh, of course i was there and kirk page was there with us and, and michaela our marketing director was there but it was a, it was a good day to celebrate golf and that's you know that again goes to, to what the junior golf association uh means to the game in south carolina we're we're building the future, right. golf-wise. Which you know? we just talked about with the state and kind of right. the young guys. Right. I mean. right, and you can look at it. I was just at a golf course owners meeting yesterday, and uh, you know we're talking about everything that is, that's happening at the club level and and the state level. But you know, I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, you know, we got our junior golf association who's who's literally, and we're I'm starting to see the change now. These these guys that that played with me maybe uh, back in the junior days, you know, they, they've come through, and I've seen young ones in that come through, and now they're playing in other events and they're becoming members at clubs now yeah. because of their experience as a junior you know however many years ago it might have been here's something biff doesn't even know that i did this past week okay. <laughs> talking about running tournaments <laughs> so we're at the bobby chapman which is by far our biggest national junior event i mean yeah. it's a top event in the country and we're also so that's this past weekend friday saturday sunday next spring we're going to run our first match play at congaree and so Congaree had the CJ Cup last week, and they had a junior day on Saturday, and some of the ambassadors wanted us there. So Saturday of the Bobby Chapman, I got up at 6.30, drove to Congaree for this <sighs> luncheon, drove back for the Chapman to wrap up. That's in the middle of a tournament. Right. But when you've got a committee like the Chapmans who can handle – yeah coolers and things like that trash and all that and we got a team and we got rules officials that can run it it can be done was it ideal no but like I, there's a lot of people in that committee that don't even know i was gone that day right just in and out 
Like, but you have to do that because you've got such a big event and you want them to know how important that is to you yeah. too. Yeah. You can't shun them just because right. of bad timing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a whirlwind of mileage and hotel rooms is what this is. And he, he might as well have that cell phone of his stitched to his ear. Cause I mean, he, he's, he's constantly on it. Yeah. Um, uh, there's so much we could talk about, and we're not going to go down the rabbit holes of the funny stories and all that. Um, but I would like to hear what's one of the funniest things you've seen, or maybe a, a heartwarming moment, something that, like Buggy, Gosh. like Buggy, we all got saw the letter that she sent years ago when she got clubs and grew up in the program and how much golf meant to her. And you got anything? Yeah, um, I mean, we're not trying to cry over here, but I know. But I always think about crying when I think of heartwarming. <laughs> No, um, I, at Congaree, I'll say this happened Saturday. So this event Saturday, Congaree, they, their ambassadors bring in these kids that maybe needed that extra nudge, and they just take care of them and their ambassadors. These kids are junior ambassadors for life, and they can come back for life. And we had a kid um, out of the upstate, DJ Belcher, who's a good golfer. Um, he's one of these kids that gets into a few things, but not everything. He's one foot in the player series, but not quite in the Bobby Chapman, but he plays in the blade and stuff like that. And he got invited. He went down there and I don't know DJ that well, but he had to speak at this event and I didn't know it till I got there. His dad didn't even know he had to speak. Cause I ran into his dad and he's like, yeah, we're here. I'm not sure what we're here for. And man, I would he was so well-spoken and so confident with all these people. And I was floored. I was like, man, that is awesome. Like, I know we didn't have anything to do with that, but like the game of golf did and what they're doing down there. And I was, I was blown away. I couldn't have been more proud of a kid and his game has really stepped up since that camp. So I know it helped him, helped him with his thinking. And they asked him, you know, what, what did we do here that helped you the most? That was one of the questions he had to answer. And it wasn't golf, which is what I would have said, because I'm I've seen his game get better. But he said pushing him to apply for scholarships that he would never do huh. to pay for his college, and I think he wants to be like a mechanical engineer or something like that. And I just all we think about is scores and tournaments right. and getting in. And here he is. He he's using golf as like to get to where he wants to in life. And I, and that I feel like I'm promoting Congaree here, which I kind of am. But that <laughs> I love that story because like. I didn't think he had that in him. Yeah. I watched him play golf. I didn't know he could speak like that. Well, talk to me real quick about the match play. You and I haven't discussed it. I just talk, gave Biff grief because y'all announced it the day he and I hung out, and he didn't say a word about it. But how did that come about? So um, we have a junior golfer whose dad's an ambassador down there, and he really just thought, man, y'all need to do something down here. What can we do? Um, but a place like that, you know, one, the location of it, um, accommodations and things outside of golf are not ideal. You're going right. to drive so far. And so it couldn't be a big event with a lot of players. And so um, him and Mark on our staff have a pretty good relationship. And a year of going back and forth, um, Mark was like, what if we do a match play? Um, and, of course, I'm thinking like Georgia South Carolina team matches or something like that. But they wanted to do girls, and they wanted to be South Carolina only so we don't have a match play. And Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's finally a done deal. So, well, congratulations. Um, that's a big pull, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exciting. We're, we're it look, they're doing a good job getting that done. Looking forward to doing that at a prestigious facility. It's a, as such. such a cool place. It like a cool it's, place. it's it's an, it's going to be really the kids. 
Saturday, the pro, I spoke to him, and I was like, man, we're looking forward to coming down here. And he was like, yeah, we got to think of something exciting for these kids. And I was like, man, it doesn't get any more right. exciting than just, just to be here. Yeah. yeah. All right, so with the calendar we talked about, and I think you've got great lineup of events, but there's nothing, there's nothing else, no more room. But is there anything else you would want to add? Uh, the <laughs> Another only, month? <laughs> well, I think what I would love to see us do, and I don't know how to do it, um, is go back and do a little legends, something like that. Because as big as golf is right now, and but we're, now, turn, we're still turning away kids. What I'm seeing is I'm, I'm fearful where the next crew is going to come from. And in my mind, in the perfect business model, if we're going to call it business, if you've got your Bobby Chapman, which is the elite event up here that only a few South Carolina kids get in and then it works its way down, the bottom should be so wide and it's just not. I mean, we've got our chapter program, but we should. But there if, wasn't PGA Junior League back when Little Legends was around either, and I'm not trying to no. knock us down. No, I think no, but I think the PGA Junior League is a is an important piece of it. But I think if there was a way that I think about my daughters, for yeah. example, they don't want to do golf because they when they hear golf, they think about me leaving town and going for right. three or four days or whatever. Yeah. But like Margaret is doing one of George Bryan's um saturday camps nice and she loves it because i'm not telling her what to do yeah. somebody else is telling her what to do as a matter of fact i went the first week and i embarrassed her is what she said so i quit going <laughs> but i'm watching her in the yard and she has a really good golf swing and i'm man, proud of that yeah. and i think man how many other kids are out there that like could just go to like a little six-week camp not take them to the golf course they don't have to be on a course but just go through those basics and I don't know. I just that would be if we added anything. I don't know how we would do it or yeah. where it wouldn't be on a tournament schedule. It would be part of development. It'd have to be in conjunction with the PGA. You know, Carolina's PGA would work yeah. on them because we're not teachers. A lot of people right. think we correct some programs they want us to do. We're not teachers. We we we. I mean, for the lack of a better, we, we run golf tournaments for juniors. And I mean, that's what we do. You've always said go see your PGA professional. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to bring up another point too to this young man that spoke at Congaree and. Something I think is a cool tradition that's been going on forever, beyond before Justin even. But, um, you know, when our, when our juniors win a tournament yeah. at, at whatever age group, yeah. they they get presented the trophy and they get presented the stage to say their thank yous to whomever might be there. And right. Some of them might be real short and sweet, and some of them will blow your socks off. Oh, man. So they are definitely, like you said, I think that's one thing great we have done prepare people who are going to be making speeches. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a life, that's a yeah. life. Order. And I think you see that more throughout maybe even the nation because I think some of these young pros that are coming through now, 23 and 24, they're so well spoken. Yeah. Because you know, college is different now than what it was too. They get interviewed and they got, you know, you got social medias and all these other yep. things. And so I, I think it's a, a change for the good for everyone. I can remember giving a speech at a one day. And the one day is where your kids, aren't going to give a speech they're not used to winning yeah. but I, I did it for them i said i want to thank you i want to thank my mom and dad <laughs> thank the golf course yeah and they were fine with it but yeah. uh how about social media how has that changed i mean we were we worked together as social media was being born and it wasn't even a thought for a while yeah i mean that's something i'm not good at because i don't do it good but like i know at scoring these kids pound michaela for picture want to know who's getting posted every day and <laughs> Uh, you know, that's evolved to where, I mean, those interviews are going out. There's live feed of them closing out a golf tournament and things yeah. like that. And to me, that's real. I mean, you think 
we were answering the phone at a hotel room giving out tea times and now you right. get to see the last putt go well and, and alan you brought us into that age i mean you you were the one that kind of that navigated us through into the social media age and then right. we had you know ann maloney came on as our marketing director and she took over a lot of that I mean, working with you for part of that too but now michaela king is our director of marketing and that's what you know that that's her role at yeah. these events. She's not she's not pounding signs and or she'll do whatever she's asked she needs to. But but she's she's out there taking pictures and and doing the all the social media, Facebook, Twitter content, Instagram. baby. It's all about yeah. content. It's all about content. So, so uh, and this and social media is ever changing. It's not going to stay the same for very long. But right. Anything we left out you want to put in here? I wish Words I could give wisdom. you a funny story. That I, there's a bunch of them, but I wish I could. I had one the other day, and I can't remember it. I had one just for this. <laughs> well, it, the, we can't talk much about it, but we three of us know because we've seen it. But I mean, the the inner the inner runnings of of Chris Miller's and Alan Knight's and Justin's yeah. and Biff's and our staffs, the the hooting the blowfish trips, and when we when we were all together at certain times, there's a, there's a lot of things we can't talk about exactly. necessarily. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, I do want to before we wrap up. I, I want to take a moment and. Just, I just want to thank you. Uh, you know what you've done in your 20 years, much less, uh, more importantly, your your last four years as the director. Because you and I talked about it, and uh, I just kind of assumed the role as executive director. And then you know that summer, this all happened. Yeah. So uh, Justin has really taken that and, and made it in his own. And and you know the the foundation has been created the junior foundation was created primarily to, to fund the junior golf association and they still do fund the junior golf association but it's not as much of a role as they had to 10 years ago because yeah. the junior golf association is, is with all these different changes have been a little bit more self-proficient but yeah. but the the fact of what justin's done and you know we've been through some things the last year and a half creating getting our getting the team solidified uh we added in we didn't replace we added an employee this past june um we added a summer intern two years ago i think mm-hmm. um you know we're getting ready to add another intern next year for the marketing department nice uh so it's growing and it's growing from the south Carolina golf association south Carolina junior golf and foundation all together and it's uh Justin's been a primary role of that. I mean, other than um, I think I think now me and you and James have have seniority around here for a long time. But uh, yeah, just want to thank you for all your efforts and everything you've done and, and brought it brought it to fruition. Thank you. I also want to commend you on a job well done because it it is it would be easy to get frustrated at certain times at long hours of travel, parents complaining. You know, so um, if anybody wants to go out and check out, you know, what we do with the Junior Golf Association, scjga.org is our website. Um, they got everything listed on there, and uh, Justin and his team are always available here at our offices if you ever have any questions or need some guidance on the next step for your junior golfer. Juice, thank you. Juice, thank you. appreciate it. Juice. <laughs>